Hey, good morning. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. Um, this has been a, a tough week as we are dealing with uh, another act of evil uh, that has uh, taken the lives of um, so many uh, innocent children and, and adults as well, and our hearts are broken. Um, and uh, whenever we get glimpses of that evil that is uh, that is present in our world, um, it is so hard for us to process, and um, we, we try to handle it in many different ways, um, but I think it is vital that uh, we do understand that at times like this, the, the only answer uh, is, is to, to seek our Creator, is to seek God who has, from the beginning, uh, has been reaching out to us, um, trying to draw us back into relationship with Him, trying to give, uh, to encourage us to share a message uh, of hope, a message of mercy, of love, of peace into the world um, that that revolves around uh, recognizing who He is. And when we see evil like this, we are reminded um, that the uh, that we are still far from. Um, being in a place where God desires for us to be. And God is mourning uh, with those families in that community, just as we should be mourning uh, with them and praying for them. Um, and uh, and I, I just encourage you to, to take a moment uh, to reflect on that and to, to remember that, um, that God is the author uh, of goodness. He is the one who overcomes the evil that we see in the world. Um, we need to uh, turn to Him, to rely on Him for strength, um, rely on Him uh, as we deal with uh, these horrific situations that we see in our world. And that's, I mean, it, it's it's kind of not in the same way, obviously, but we are seeing the effects of, of evil and how God is dealing with that uh, as we are continuing to go through Scripture. And um, we are at that place now where the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom um, are, are reaching a boiling point, and they are uh, fighting each other, and the northern kingdom is about to be uh, destroyed um, because they have chosen to go their own way. Um, and they have not relied on God, and that has led to multiple acts of evil um, that uh, continue to plague uh, these uh, these two nations. And so today, we're if you want to read Isaiah chapter 17, that's just a, a little bit, 2 Kings 16, um, we'll read a little bit from there, and then um, Micah um, chapters 1 through 7. All right, so... Um, Isaiah 17 is um, kind of Isaiah's um, talking against uh, and speaking against Syria and Israel. So remember, the northern kingdom, Israel, has now made a pact with Syria, and they are threatening the southern kingdom. Um, and verse 10 of Isaiah 17 says, Because you have forgotten the God of your salvation and have not been mindful of the rock of your stronghold, therefore you will plant pleasant plants and set out foreign seedlings. In the day you will make your plant to grow, and in the morning you will make your seeds to flourish. But the harvest will be a heap of ruins in the day of grief and desperate sorrow. I, thought that's interesting because remember Israel was doing okay economically at this time um, they were they, they were they were doing all right there they had actually conquered some lands and things like that um, but they are not 
They had forgotten the God of their salvation. They had not been mindful of the rock of their stronghold. Um, you know, and, and that leads to a harvest that is not fruitful. Um, you know, things, things may be, there may be uh, some evidence of things going well, but, but eventually it's, it's going to, to fall flat and the consequences are going to be there if you forget uh, the God uh, who brought you to that place. And so Isaiah is telling uh, Israel and uh, and their uh, connection now with Syria um, that things are about to get bad. Um, and then we see that in, in uh, chapter 16 of Second Kings. Uh, so King Ahaz, the king of the southern kingdom, in response to what Israel was doing, he made a pact with Assyria. So Israel had Syria. Uh, the southern kingdom, Judah, had Assyria, and Assyria actually goes in and wipes out Israel, uh, wipes out Syria, and they grow in power, and they have a tenuous relationship now with Judah, um, with the southern kingdom. And Isaiah, or Second uh, Kings, uh, chapter sixteen, uh, starting in verse ten, talks about King Ahaz, and he went to Damascus, um, and. Uh, and there he saw a priest, uh, a uh, an altar. Uh, remember, the northern kingdom had built altars that did not worship God, and so King Ahaz goes and sees one of these altars, and he really likes the altar. So he tells uh, the priest Uriah to build an altar just like it. So when he gets back to Jerusalem, he actually wants to replace the original altar that God had designed and replace it with this new altar. And so he does that. Um, again, this is evidence that Ahaz is moving further and further away from God. The southern kingdom now is moving further and further away from God. Rather than relying on God, they uh, they brought in Assyria to help with them, and and now things are on a very bad path for them as well. So eventually, they're going to have the same fate as the northern kingdom. Micah um, kind of comes in at this at this time. Um, he is a, a prophet similar to Isaiah. He's prophesying in Judah um, during uh, the the time of Ahaz uh, mainly, but also after uh, Ahaz with Hezekiah, um, and and he he speaks to to things that are going to happen in Israel, but he also speaks specifically to the destruction of the temp, of, of of Jerusalem, and so he's speaking to Judah as well. Um, uh, he talks a lot, uh, condemns false prophets. Um, so he has, you know, a message that is hard for people to hear and they didn't want to hear specifically the leaders now did not want to hear his, his message. Uh, but Micah chapter one, uh, starts off with the coming judgment on Israel. Um, there's a, it talks about mourning for Israel. You know, this is not what God desires. God doesn't desire to, for his people to, to suffer these consequences. But whenever you choose to go your own way, that is um, many times the result. Um, then you have uh, chapter 2. So, uh, it talks about the, the evildoers, the people who are doing evil, uh, that they will um, be held to account, that God will, um, uh, will bring judgment. Uh, you have lying prophets. Um, <laughs> says, uh, uh, "Do not prattle." Uh, 
You say to those who prophesy, so that they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. You who are named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are, are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? So the the prophets that had been hired by the king, they didn't like Micah, and they're telling people that Micah is crazy. Don't listen to him. Um, and Micah is saying, well, the Lord is speaking to me. Where are your words coming from? And and that, that's, that's always important for us. You know, what voices are we listening to? And recognizing that um, there will be many who claim to be speaking for the Lord. And, uh, and it makes it tough. It makes it hard as we navigate that. And that's why we have to constantly be coming back to Scripture and looking at the character of God and seeing if the, uh, the things that are being said and taught, if they match uh, what uh, what God uh, has prescribed. Then we continue on in uh, chapter 3. Uh, you have uh, Micah saying, Hear now, O heads of Jacob, and you rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know justice, you who hate good and love evil? Right? Um, so, Talking, man, things are starting to change with it, with the people. The people of Judah are starting to uh, to go against uh, the word of the Lord. Uh, chapter uh, verse five of uh, chapter three says, "Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who make my people stray." So this is uh, the prophets of the king who are just listening to the king, and they are making the people stray. It says, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against him, who put nothing into their mouths. Therefore, you shall have night without vision. You shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed, and the diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. So he's saying the the prophets and the leaders uh, of the country, they are trying to go their own way, and they are not listening to God, and that is just going to bring darkness uh, and, and judgment. And continuing on in verse eight, but truly I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Now hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build up Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her heads judge for a bribe, her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divine for money, yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountains of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. So this is clearly Micah in the early part of his ministry before Israel falls, before obviously Judah uh, is falling, telling them this is the path you are on. Wake up. Um, chapter 4 talks about the Lord's reign in Zion and how he will reign. Um, verse 5 says, For all people walk uh, each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. It says, In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame, I will gather the outcast, and, all, and those whom I have afflicted. I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from now on forever. Um, you know, so he's talking about how he will rebuild and that, that he will rebuild using those who society has considered outcast. 
It says, now, uh, verse 9, Now why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in your midst? Has your counselor perished? For pangs have seized you like a woman in labor. Be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in birth pangs. For now you shall go forth from this city. You shall dwell in the field, and to Babylon you shall go. There you shall be delivered, for the Lord will redeem you from the hands of your enemies. Right? So he's preparing the people. Uh, this is going to get bad, but you're going to have to go through this. But God will redeem you uh, in the end. Um, but you're going to have to go through uh, the birthing pains, if you will, of a new, in, in order to get to a new remnant. And then chapter five has a very uh, familiar um, prophecy. Uh, verse two says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth are from of the old from are, are from of old from everlasting All right so so again that, that's also mentioned in the in the gospels um that that bethlehem is is where the true ruler of israel will come from that the messiah will come from bethlehem of course we see jesus coming from bethlehem um, he continue, c- continues on judgment on Israel's enemies that, uh, that eventually that they will receive judgment for their actions a- as well. Um, uh, verse uh, 14, I will pluck your wooden images from your midst. Thus, I will destroy your cities. I will execute ven- vengeance and anger and fury on the nations that have not heard. Right? So God, God eventually will bring judgment. Um, uh, chapter six, just kind of this com- continue pleading with Israel, please wake up, please turn back to me. Verse eight, he has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you, but to do justi- justice, justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Right. But they are doing none of those. And he's saying, please wake up, listen to what I have, have taught you. And then it continues, it goes into the punishment that Israel re- will receive. Um, and then in uh, chapter 7 is uh, sorrow for Israel's uh, sins, um, that, that there is, they are heartbroken over this. Um, and then it, it gets to the end of chapter 7 that is a reminder that God will forgive. So in verse 19, he does not retain his anger forever. Because he delights in mercy, he will again have compassion on us and and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. Again, so all of this stuff is going to happen. They are going to go into exile. They're going to go through uh, lots of terrible times. But for those who remain faithful, God will continue to be faithful as well. Right? And God does offer new start, and, and he continues to do that. Even, even in the midst of his judgment, there is mercy. And I, I encourage you to, to think about that as I, you know, as I read this, and I've mentioned it before, um, I see lots of similarities, um, you know, that, that we, have, we have lost our way as a society, a society that was founded on some basic ideas of, of biblical principles and, and recognizing that um, we, we no longer 
turn to to God uh, for for principles for understanding, and I believe we're seeing the ramifications of that, and and that we will continue to see uh, evil uh, in the world around us, and uh, and we we need to engage. We need to talk about how we can do better, uh, but we have to recognize that the true source of this um, is we are a society that is not seeking answers in God. We are seeking answers in ourself, and that will only lead uh, to more devastation. But we know that God is not finished with us, and that God can bring revival, and that God ultimately will make everything right. Hope that you have a, a good weekend, um, and I continue to lift up in prayer uh, the community of Uvalde specifically, but our state, our nation, and our world, and pray that people will turn to the one who created them, the one who gives mercy, the one who brings justice. We'll see you next Tuesday.